you still reach points where you want to quit and give up. I think yes. you just don't, you're not doing enough if you don't ever feel like you want to quit. So, um, so you know, true. put it, you got to put it in. You, got, you it's Whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out. Welcome to Zai to Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. So I'm back with another episode of the podcast. This is literally my second episode of the year. Um, yeah, man, like, it's just been a, so far, I don't even know where 23 is even gone already. I don't even know where January's already gone. It's like, already like, end of January, February. So, like, the review so far is just about, it's, I think the saddest thing for me really was losing my auntie on Christmas Day. Like, that was hard, because, like, that's my mum's oldest sister. She grew me, you know what I mean? And, like, it was just, just reaffirming, like, all the youth work I do is based on my life, innit? It's based on how I grew up. So, like, my mum grew up, grew me on her own. But, like, I had my auntie. I was always there, innit? Because my mum was young. She was studying. My cousins and stuff, like, so, like, they knew me from when I was literally born. Like, literally a baby. So, yeah, that was hard. Like, you know, seeing everyone. Um, and it was sad that people come together through death. It's like, we don't really check on each other. You know, to even to have a big family is a blessing in itself and just... People, that was just, you know, reaffirming, like, top of the year. We need to kind of keep in contact. Even if it's once a month, we hire a hall. You know, we try and link up. You know, we just wait for funerals and weddings. It's not really always ideal. But rest in peace to Auntie Rose. She'll be missed. And, um, yeah, man, it's just it's sad. But, you know, my mom, I just got to make sure that I'm there for her, man. It's just, it was a hard time. But I feel like every death, especially so far now, I've had so many people that have died in, like, two years. It's crazy. But every death always makes me think about my life. Like, so when I go, like, what is it gonna be like, or how, what am I gonna leave behind? And very interesting thing to like, think about. Well, not really that interesting, but I always think about, like, when I go, what I'm gonna leave behind, and that kind of reaffirms my drive, really. I think as well. Um, but death is death is hard to deal with. I feel like because it's a surprise, and you never know how you're gonna cope. But I look at it as like we're all gonna die, so you just gotta go through the process of like of that basically it's not yeah it's not that deep but yeah it's hard when someone you love dies and it's just about kind of just moving forward really and trying to take the positive from it because no crying is going to bring him back it's just yeah so yeah sorry to start this on the, on the down it was just on my head and um yeah definitely just that was like the main part of the year was getting all the family together and i'll be around the family quite a bit but yeah the folk the, the main thing right now is like i've developed a lot of really great focus so i've you know really find it hard to focus for a long period of time and get distracted easy and stuff. So, you know, I feel like through my health stuff that I do, like it's really helped me with my discipline, especially the boxing. It's really helped me like be focused. So, you know, it's about the book drops. Um, so the first book I'm going to drop is called Hyper Focus by Chris Bailey. And yeah, that book, I just like want to basically stay focused and it kind of helped me kind of know like, you know, phone away, you know, just all the distractions, you know, have them around you because then it's easy for you to, you know, pick it up and just run with it. So, you know, strength, we talk about obviously losing people um, and I always feel like, why can't people find strength? You know, people have gone through, might have gone through the same situation as you. You come out one way, someone comes out another. How do you, like, how does that other person don't have their strength? Because obviously they have it as well, but they just, some people crumble, you know, it's, it's hard. So um, just going to go over a few topics um, about some observations. I feel like a lot of people... They want to do. They want to do stuff like I don't know, like start a business or something, for instance. But they don't want to work. So, but I look at it as like 
you're not going to work forever. And if that work just feeds you so you can actually focus, why didn't you do that? So there's a lot of people that can't just humble themselves like for a couple months and be like, okay, cool, this is not long term, but I need to know where I'm going. And then that will go back into what you do with your time when you're off work. So there was this thing that I used, that I still use actually, it's called the 100 units of time. And basically it tracks what you do for 30 minutes for seven days. So then you see if you're like wasting time on your phone, you see like what you're actually doing and if you can actually just limit the time you do these things. And obviously if you procrastinate, what you're procrastinating too. So, and again, with your money as well, looking at what you're spending your money on is, is key as well. So for me, I look at it like what you do with your time and your money is key. So it's like, understanding if you're not if you're working towards something you're not getting there there's a reason why so it's about kind of reevaluating where you're putting your time so this year i want to focus a lot on cybersecurity, ai tech and data science because it's the future um and i'm doing a 30 day um protein shake so i drink protein shakes anyone knows i play basketball go gym yeah just trying to be more healthy and just really looking at this food thing i probably talked to my guests about this you know just really looking at the hub how much I eat and what I eat. This is so key. Um, I'm going to quickly run down a few things. Um, I'm trying to go away this year. I've booked Tenerife. Um, Zanti, I'm going to April. Possibly I might go to Jamaica. Like I'm from there, never been. Um, so I'm just trying to think about ways to travel and you know, I don't want to spend the whole 12 months here. So it'll be good to go away. Um, like I said, this week, this month, sorry, um, it's been a busy month. I went to two events this this week, actually. One was called The Kickoff, which was basically Metropolitan Police connecting with the youth and the community work. Obviously, everyone knows I do that. And I went to one that was in my area. Uh, it's basically like a, a development project. And again, local businesses coming together, networking in my area. So anyone knows about my youth mentoring, I'll quickly run through what I kind of do. So the whole point of me going to these events is trying to connect with like-minded people that are working towards the same common goal. So I've worked in schools for three years. Now I've left. I'm working on projects in West London. That's where I'm from. Um, so I'm working in boroughs of Ealing, Hillenden, Hounslow, Hammersmith and Fulham and Brent. That's northwest, but basically next to us. So, yeah, like I'm just basically doing like sports and mentoring, um, boxing, basketball and football from 12 to 15 years. So at the moment I do off school clubs once a week um, and I do Saturdays, boxing, uh, I do basketball as well. So, yeah, I'm just basically right now putting together a project, um, a long term project. Well, February half term, which will start on the 13th of February. So basically, I'm just working on that, um, doing a documentary uh, called Behavior Attitude and Mindset that's coming out in summer. And then during the summer holidays, hopefully, we put our fingers together and we get that space that I've been looking at for the last however many years. Um, so that's that's kind of, yeah, where I am at for like a day-to-day basis. I still go back into schools. I do stuff on the weekends. You know, I'm active, you know. And I'm going to drop two books, um about schools so one of them is called strive the uh, the purpose of schools in a changing and changing world by valerie hannon so this book is interesting because it basically looks at the, the today's kids so today's kids smartphones today's kids are questioning everything today's kids are not you know the way of work is going to be different you know things are changing so we need to look at how to restructure the school system we're in the, we're in the fourth tier of the industrial revolution so it's not the same like it's not like you know when our grandparents or parents went to university Kids now don't even want to go uni. You can actually go online and create create a path, and that's actually something that's um it's not a dream. You can actually do it. There's kids doing it right now. So yeah, that's that's good. That book is good. And another one's called Why Adults Change, Everything Changes. That book, just the title alone, just shows you 
you know, the reason why I got into youth work was like, I didn't realize how much adults shape our whole, as kids, shape our whole mindset, our whole life. And yeah, that book really like shows you like behavior. If you're like, the best way to do it is to model it, right? So if, if you basically give you an analogy, your mom's smoking cigarettes every day, you're going to end up smoking, right? Because you're just seeing that every day. So it's just um, understanding the impact you have as an adult and trying to make positive change. So again, enough about myself. I don't really like to talk about myself, but that's just a rundown at the top of the podcast. I like to do that. Um, I will basically, actually, you know what? You should introduce yourself. So can you introduce yourself to everybody on the podcast, please? Hi, my name is Leona. Yeah, and what do you do? Um, so I'm a peer mentor. Love it. Um, yeah, I'm a peer mentor for young people, um, women, and disadvantaged adults with uh, mental health issues and stuff. Love it. And reasoning with Lee, that's, that's your thing. You need to talk about that. Plug that. You want to hear that? Um, what's that? Reasoning with Lee. That's your new... Reasoning with Lee. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, um, so yeah, I'm launching my first ever YouTube channel. Yes, love. Look at that. <laughs> I'm so excited. Love so it. yeah, um, that's it's called Reasoning with Empress Lee, love um, it. and yeah, it's just real, authentic, um, conversation really about everything and anything. So, but I said I was gonna do my very first podcast ever with, with my brother here. So uh, yeah, I decided to come and do that. Yeah, nice, love, love, love. You know what? Yeah, even if she's their brother, people might just think, "Oh, she's saying brother." That's my actual sister. From another yeah. mister, you know what I mean? Like from the, so different mums and that, but like Yeah, this is my brother. This yeah, is my actual, real this is family my thing. Yeah. I said, let me do my first podcast with him because you know there's a there's lots of stories to tell. So Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's <laughs> mad, it's mad. But we'll go we'll go deep. I'm a deep guy anyway, but we'll go deep. But yeah, like obviously, like what have you done so far this year? What is your plans? Um yeah, like just where you where you are now, where are you now? Okay, so where I'm at now is I've just got my foot in the door um, with my workshop. So my plan is to deliver workshops um, across the UK to young people, women um, um, in the prisons, especially um, focusing on um, conflict awareness and leadership, you know, leading yourself as a woman. Love it. Yeah, so that's going to be amazing. Um, also just trying to focus on my book. got a book that I'm, I'm writing um, called strength that's an acronym so i can't give that away too much but yeah look okay. out for that that's yeah, that's yeah, coming yeah. out in um, february 2024 Love it. um what else have I been just just trying to elevate myself every day you know just trying to make um better myself in every way and just learn and grow and you know it's just a it's just a lot it's a journey it's an everyday journey yeah, it's yeah. never ending you know yeah, so never. Yeah, yeah, yeah i'm just making sure i can get up and smile you know and getting my flowers as I call them you know making sure I get my flowers every day for the good things that I'm doing for myself you know and yeah. give myself appreciate you know what I'm doing for me and yeah it's good man you, sh you, you have to you have to give yourself um praise for the things that you do you know because yeah. not everyone's going to see what you're doing you know the real hard work it's that true. you're putting in yeah, yeah, yeah. behind closed doors so yeah it's important that you do that so no it's interesting man what's what made you write start writing your book Wow, <laughs> my life, my my life, my whole life is just—it's like a movie. So wow. I feel like I want to yeah, tell yeah, it. Yeah. There's so much different things that have happened yeah. in my life, and you know, just the dynamics, even with us as siblings. You know, like there's like what 18 of us as siblings, mm. and we are as a, as a family quite close. You know, mm. which is very rare. 
because a lot of people have, you know, siblings, quite a lot of siblings, and they don't really know their siblings. You know, most of us kind of grew up together. And for those that didn't and that came, you know, along the way, they just kind of joined in and we all, you know, have a very close relationship. So, yeah, I'm quite thankful for that. So I talk about that. That's that. Like it started from there. And then, you know, just experience, just life experience, you know, traveling, the places I've traveled in the world, you know, the things that they taught yeah. me, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, obviously my most recent um, encounter, which was going to prison for three years, um, which was quite an experience in itself. So, you know, that that there's a lot to talk about. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, no, yeah, with all of that, it just built a lot of strength, you know, a lot of st- the struggle, the resilience that I went through, you know, just throughout life, you know, through loss. And just real life events, you know, and just talking about it and, you know, the outcome, you know, learning, how, knowing how to deal with trauma, knowing that there is, you know, there is another side. Yeah, yeah. You now, we'll definitely dive into a few of the things you just mentioned. And I like the fact that you're writing a book because I'm writing a book as well. It's called Why Conversations Matter because mm-hmm. it's about talking and stuff. But the reason why I started writing a book is because Marisha wrote a book. That's literally the, yeah. uh, that's the, really, that's the <laughs> yeah. realest thing I can yeah. say. Like, Cause I was like 19, I don't know how old she was, but the way she done it, it wasn't like oh, she wrote a book, she done a launch and everything. So, and she feels it knows it. That's the name for a book, Marisha yeah. Skies. And I read the book. Like, see, how people just like got the book, and, like I read it, and I read like, like how, even what you just mentioned, like how like growing up, like and how hard she had it when she was young, and then she didn't really check for dad until she got older, and all these. Yeah. I didn't really know Marisha then, so I'm yeah. looking at it like he's a different <laughs> person. But obviously, I didn't know her when she was younger. I knew her when she was bigger, when she was 30 plus. Yeah. So it was different to see that side. Like, she really struggled. She yeah. really went through, and you could see maybe the strength, like, why Marisha's like that. Because she went through real stuff. Like, yeah, you know I mean? I'll give my sister her flowers, man, because definitely she's like a big inspiration. Like, that book, She Who Feels Knows. And yeah. I didn't have children when she wrote that book. But, you know, and mm. I grew with my sister from a very young age, like, from, from the times that she spoke about in the beginning of that book as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it was just like, yeah, to see that, you know, the other side, like to watch someone go through so much, you know, mm. and then speak about it, you know, and just, and how much that helped so many other people. It was, it's empowering, you know, it's, it is. So yeah, big up, big up, big up yeah. to you. And so yeah, Be You is, uh, is the name oh, of yes. her business now. Yeah, so she's writing another book. Oh, um, that's yeah, good. So, that's good. so that's good. Yeah, can't wait for that. Can't wait. Yeah, like, obviously, I'm going to dive straight into it, like, because obviously, I've never had no big encounters with the law that much, but how was, like, <laughs> jail? How was jail? Like, that's something that I definitely want to dive into, because women, one, don't talk about jail that much as men. Men, it's, like, normalised, like, oh, man's going to jail. That is not, like, so when women go to jail, especially when they're closed on Holloway, I feel like, yeah, people, like, people from London, they really understand what it's like. Um, so, yeah, little things you want to talk about, just overview of what you learnt from it, and... Obviously positives as well. Yeah, do you know what? It's funny you say that because there's so many positives. Like, There's more positives than there is negative. Like, it's good to hear. I say that that was the most, um, that was like one of the best experiences of my life. You know, it was one of the times in my life where I got to really learn who I was, you know, take time out for me um, as, as, you know, as awkward as it was because obviously I had a child. So that's hard as, like, you know, leaving your child, you know, <laughs> imagine you know, spending time away from your child like that is just mad. So, you know, adapting to that. Once I kind of adapted to that, excuse me. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was one of the most, like, it was the best, one of the best experiences of my life. People don't ever say that, like being locked up that long. Like, how is it the best experience of your life? Because when you think about, when you think about it, like, obviously this is, this was my very first ever sentence, you know, my very first arrest or anything. So when you think about it, 
you have a story in your mind about what you think prison is going to be like, you know. And I had my own story about what I thought it was going to be like. So it's like when you actually get there and it's not like that, I don't know, you can't explain, you can't explain prison unless you've been there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You can't really explain it to someone because it's just hard. Because mm. you think, oh, someone's just locked in a cell. Yeah. Um, you know 23 hours a day or whatever or even if they get to go out for exercise it's not mm. but it's like a whole world in there like wow. there was you know there was a call center mm. in one of the prisons that i was in so, you know the girls are working in the call center they had a cafe which supplied you know sandwiches and food and stuff mm. to the officers during their lunch you know which was run by the prisoners mm. you know so and there was you know teaching assistants which were the prisoners you know Everything, everything was yeah. the women. Like you said, this is your own world. <laughs> yeah, it was just a whole world, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you was quite occupied every day doing stuff, you know. And then we used to have fun stuff to do as well. Like we used to have concerts and talent shows. So the only thing that like, I feel like you probably missed out just being with your family, your yeah, day to day. That was it. Knowing what everyone was doing, and obviously you still had visits and you still had calls. So it wasn't like it was completely disconnected from everybody. Yeah, absolutely not. And I'm a very firm believer that everything that happens in life happens for a reason so like i had to understand that there was a reason you know beyond me why i had to go through that experience so i had to get to a point where i would just started to embrace it mm. you know embrace it for what it was and i'm and i met a lot of people you know a lot of different types of people that i learned a lot from you know i met people mm. that i still have contact with now mm. you know from different walks of life from different countries and all sorts it's i can imagine very, yes, yeah, you know, so it's, it's yeah, it was a very big eye-opener, you yeah. know, very big eye-opener. But it was also very sad to, to see, you know, what women actually go through, you know, in that situation. Because I feel like there's very, there's many different levels of um, criminals or convicts. Yeah, you understand. So yeah, yeah. on a spiritual level, like putting someone like me in a situation like that with so many different like spirits. I think that was the biggest battle for me because mm. th these some these some of these people actually did some serious things, you know, and they're women. Mm. So mm. when you think about, you know, the most prolific of offences that men do, believe that women do them too. Yeah. And they do them even worse. Do you know what I mean? Give an so, example of that. I don't know how much I can speak on it. <laughs> Say anything. It's free. Um so you got like you got women female pedophiles. Oh wow. Yeah, you got women that have like abused children you've got women that um they've done some really horrific things like you know buried their children in the garden and you know it's just wow. crazy stuff and for me it's like i found it quite hard to have to live on the same landing as these yeah, people of course and you know yeah. eat from the f eat from them so i spent a lot of my sentence in the kitchens and on like if it wasn't the wing i was like always cleaning or washing up like mm. doing the laundry or doing the surgery, I had to have control <laughs> of, yeah, 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 of yeah. like, a yeah, I was very, very much like that in there throughout the whole of my sentence. I went to like six prisons in my three years. Mm. And anybody that knows you could tell you that this is what I was like, because this is just what I was li I'm like in any way. Yeah, so yeah. in there, it was just like, no, I can't, <coughs> I can't, you know, but it was, it was just, it was just mad. But, you know, these are things that I would talk about. Was there about. murderers in there? Yeah, many. Oh, hello. I, I was in there with, like, some serious, been, some names. I can drop some names. Like, serious mm. names, man. Like, Joanna Dennehy, for example. Okay. You know, she's one. I went. I was in Bronzefield with her. Okay. I met her just just after they let her out of the seg. Apparently, she was in the seg, living there for, like, seven years, apparently. 
Okay. So, and they let her out. So she, when I went, when I just got there, she was um, just like she was living in there, coming out. And then I went back to Bronzefield, and she was there. Um, I met, I met some, yeah, some serious offenders. Um, there's not many women's prisons in the UK. Yeah, yeah, there isn't. I was saying, yeah. So out of, I think it's 12, mm. I went to h- half of That's nuts. Half of them. It's mad, so like, going to jail and like, what's your first day like? Because obviously, like when you sleep there for that night and you you don't know, you don't know anybody already. So now you're around like random people that like, you're trying to make friends, you're trying to avoid people. Do you, you think straight away it's hostile? I'm in prison. Like everyone's gonna be angry. Like what was your first day like? Well, um, when I when I left the court, I had a girl in the van. We, um, there was another girl that was um, attached to my case with me. So there was another girl outside of us in the van, and she was I think she was going for her sentencing. So she was already on remand in um, Brunsford, and she was telling us like you know when you go there. You know, don't do your piss. Don't you know? Don't do certain things. And Who was us? Who was with? I was with, and um, there was another girl that was attached to my case. Oh, you did, yeah. So you we had both got found guilty on the same day. Yeah. Oh, so okay. she was. So she was a part of my case. Obviously, I didn't know her, but she was a part of okay. of my case. So there was three of us in the van. So this shit's girl was like, you know, just don't do this, don't do that. So anyway, I, I've got there, and it was just I don't know. I don't know what took over me. I was just very talkative. Because the girl that I was with, she like she wasn't really dealing with the situation that well. So I my focus kind of just went on to her. I just went into, you know, mm. that mode. And um, yeah, it was mad. Like uh, the first person I met, I met this girl and um, <laughs> I was just talking to her. I'm thinking she's a member of staff or something. And she and she mm. was like, no, she's like, I'm a prisoner. I was like, what? Mm. So I, it didn't feel like prison you know what i mean and then obviously they took me to the wing but where they took me was like to uh <laughs> to the, they took me to house block one which is like the methadone wing which is where whoa you know the people that are taking drugs and so mm, i already mm. had an intake from the girl on the bus she already told me like you know you don't want to go on that wing mm. so when i woke up in the morning i remember i looked out my door and i looked to the left and i looked to the right and i just heard like all this noise it was just, it was like it's like a madhouse, and I see this girl sitting and on on the left, and I realized that she was the cleaner because I don't know. For me, it was just about the cleaning. I just wanted to know who's serving the food. Mm. I wanted to know who the, because the way that it works on there, there's no, there was no rules. Okay. For a long time, in the sense of, you know, anyone can just apply for these jobs. Like any and anyone can just apply. Yeah, they want to keep people active. They don't really want to be like. Yeah, but when you're dealing with food, for me, I don't care, prison or not, you need to have hygiene. Because That's when true, I went actually. to other jails, right, it was mandatory that you had to have your um, level two in food and hygiene. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you've got a situation where everybody and anybody can just serve your food, yeah, sure. yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. So hair dropping in it and all so that. So it's not. It's just. It's just the. You know, like the way people are. <coughs> it's mm. the way they are, isn't it? Mm. So the nast. You know, people. Some people just don't wash their hands. Yeah. yeah some people true. just don't. Yeah. They just don't have no. You know, way when it comes to. F- it's food. Yeah, you can't play with my food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you must have had like problems and not must have, but you know, I'm assuming there was problems in there. No, no, not even. No one tried to fight you. No one tried to say like, "Oh, what you in it for?" And then you know, it was just no, nothing like that. Like I'm, I don't know. I was, I was a very approachable person. Like, 
I've done a lot of stuff on um, platforms. Like I do my TikToks as well. So yeah, said, uh, yeah. you can, yeah, we can talk about that. So a lot of people have come into my lives mm. that have remembered me from being in some of the prisons. And, you know, they remember me for how I was because I was never, I was always just like, it was just always about trying to keep everybody on the level. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Because a lot, a lot of people, it's just very stressful situation and a place to be of you course. understand yeah, so yeah, exactly. when someone's shouting and running and raving there's no point in getting <coughs> mad at them because it's mm. not about you mm. they're mad they're like look where we are come on man mm. so you have to try and support people in that rather than make the situation worse so no i never really got into <coughs> excuse me any kind of real arguments or fights just the little silly things but things that actually made sense you know like yeah, that yeah. women should just shouldn't be doing like clean your room in it <laughs> Yeah, so oh, you shared yeah, a room with somebody? No, I never shared a room. But I mean, oh, just, okay. just 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 because of the way the wing was, if your room wasn't cleaned and it smelled like funny, it's like when when you open the doors in the morning, that's not what I want to smell. I don't want to smell that. It's, it's just and like visits, like is that something that you look forward to? The reason why I say that is because I remember seeing you, like I'm thinking, I was with dad, and I was like, she can't be happy, bro. Like, you're just locked in there. And you just seen your dad and your brother, like you just want to like be with them. Like that's what my my little brother from my mum. That's what he said. He said when you went to visit me, bro. When I left, I was angry. I said like, why? Yeah, because you left. That's when I went on a cruise ship. I do remember when I was. Yeah, I remember. And then I went, and he was in prison. So I was like, he was thinking, bro. I was angry because you walked off, and I was locked went back to my cell. I just felt. I just heard that later on, like post. So like, yeah. Was you looking forward to visits? Was you not? You know, how did you feel like? See, it's mad you say that because um, when you when I think about it, it's I feel like different situations and circumstances, isn't it? Because obviously he was a young boy, like this. His situation is very different. Whereas I was quite grown, and I had a child as a mother. You know, my my life was very different in terms of his, for example. So yeah, yeah. visits for me, I loved my visits. You know, I had regular visits with my daughter, um, for the majority of the time that I was in there until you know to COVID or whatever but I look forward to them and you know what my visits are the things that my visits my letters you know even a phone call even just to call someone and they answer and we talk for two minutes and I just you know <laughs> those are the yeah, things that course, yeah. when the prison life gets to, to you or to got to me <clears throat> those are the things that I drew for you know because I can clearly remember the visit and that's like daddy you're right because that just sat <laughs> that just sat there looking it's like you just couldn't believe it but he just wouldn't i'm sure it was you i can't he remember came I with, or uncle or uncle t okay. but, he, but he just sat there just staring at me serious well you just couldn't believe believe it was there you mean yeah i think he just could he just can't believe you enjoy yourself so you should know it but i was because i was just like i was just so i was just like yeah, this yeah. isn't it i was just yeah, like yeah. this and he's just thinking but when i when i you know when you guys are gone like even with right even with my daughter like when I used to say bye to her, because she was so resilient with it, she was just like, bye, mommy. You know, there was one or two times out of the whole time that she actually visited me, which was most, um, every like almost every two weeks. And she was just like, bye. Like, she was quiet, you know. Mm. It was nice. It was, you know, it was nice. I was able to go back and then I would call, you know, call and talk to them on the drive home. You know, it was different. I made it a part of my... My sentence, to be fair, like I, I booked up all my visits, so I always had a visit. So I always, I remember you saying as well, like you wanted to tell your daughter because she was young. Yeah. You wanted to tell your daughter that you're in prison, and I <laughs> thought that was pretty cool, to be fair, because it's right, you're right. You said it. You go, so you don't. Know, one day she just hears something and she's shocked, and she's like, "Why, mom? Like, 
So have one, have you had that conversation? And two, how do you even break down, like, you were in prison to a child? Like, how do you, I can't even think how you'd even say that to someone. I know everyone says I'm at work. That's the thing that everyone says. Yeah, but, but you've met your like, niece. She's very, she's a very advanced child for one. Mm. And I feel like at, at the ages of between five and seven, there's a every there's everything is um they're like sponges right so everything is just absorbed so for example I like there was there was things that I couldn't help so I would I'd seen someone on the ro- on the on the road and they'd they'd slipped up and said you know like oh my god like you know I can't believe you're out of prison and I looked at them like hello like <laughs> you know so yeah. because I was already aware that these things were gonna happen mm. by chance you know i can't blame someone for doing that because it, it yeah. is I don't, it's not purpose you know it's people true. just yeah. do stuff so i had to um have that conversation with her it wasn't like you know our mommy went to prison we uh, to be honest we only had this that mommy where what like where was you kind of thing because she called it work and i called it work and we would we've been calling it work <laughs> for the yeah. <laughs> for the last yeah, yeah. year and a half since i've been home do you know what i mean but it's only the other day she was like you know where was you and I always told my daughter, you know, if you can't get in trouble for telling the truth, so, so I told her the truth. <laughs> Fair enough. That's good. Yeah. Cool. What was her response like? Because how old is she? She's still young. She's, like. sep- she's going to be seven. So, so she was like, what did you do? I said, mommy, you did something really bad. So I had wow. to go to the bad place. Wow. You know, but she's, you know, like, what's, what's beautiful is that when we do speak, and prior to that, when we do speak, and she refers to like things about when I wasn't there. Mm. It's not like you know, it it's it's the way she does it makes that makes gives me comfort to know that she's oh, okay. Yeah, that she's you know she's okay. <coughs> like yeah, she's okay because it's okay that you wasn't there and kind of thing. Yeah, she's she's a good girl. She keeps she keeps me going. I don't know. I feel like when it's your child, it's different. I think everybody's children is is different because there were children. That used to come on visits and you know scream. For of course, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. it it made me have to question what that was all about, mm. you know, because how it looks on the outside is not always how it, it really is. Because you know, it's it's almost like grief. You see people crying and stuff, but sometimes it's not always about mm. the loss. Sometimes it's really about the, the um, you know, the guilt. Mm. So yeah, things are not always what they seem. Yeah, but there, there must have been loads of mums in there. I was just probably thinking, like, even new mums as well. Like, literally just, like, having to disconnect. Yeah, well, do you know what's mad is that um, Brunsford, as many people may know, has a mother and baby unit. So they have a mother and baby unit where they house um, women that are pregnant um, and that just give birth. So their children can stay with them till they're 18 months old, which in... Some people, I don't know, that would be a good question to put out there. You know, like, what do people think about that? Because... Mm. You know, I don't personally think it's a very good thing. I don't think it's a good thing at all, because, mm. like you said about the detachment. So, what do you do? Because remember, and the energy. So you're gonna raise a child for mm. eighty months in that system. Mm. So your child's gonna be like a prisoner because your child's got a you know mm. prison routine, mm. kind of thing, and and then they have to leave. So if you get like a five year sentence, you do two and a half years. You go in there pregnant mm. and then you have that child and then you have the child for 18 months and then they, then they leave. What does that do to the child, you know? Yeah, no, you're right, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like with, I feel like what, what I was blessed with is that I had a very long court case. So 
at the age that my daughter was, she already got used to me not being around okay. every second of the day. Like I'd drop her off in the morning, I'd go to court and I'd come back. Like it's like it was like work basically. So wow, so the court cases were like long hours. My, yeah, it was like all day. It was yeah, it was like oh. from nine thirty in the morning. It was some real investigation. <laughs> wow. Listen, it was it was crazy. Wow. It was it. I literally felt like I was going to work and not getting paid, but I actually did a whole law degree. So if you went, like, they would have to talk to you, obviously, but not talk to you for the duration. You'll just be there. And then when it needs you, is that how it worked? Well, yeah, yeah, because every case is different. So because there was just not really much of me in that case, I had to sit there for the majority of that 10 weeks without wow. any mention of my name wow. and just sit there. So like I said, I was going to work every day like it was for free, but I got a law degree for free so well, well what did you learn from the, watching the cases then? everything i look from my own case and then from being able to go into other rooms because mm. you forget that it is a public gallery you actually can just go to a courthouse and sit in the gallery and okay. watch people's cases you're allowed to do that wow but watching your my own and being a part of that and just watching how it actually works as an adult with the mind that i have and the knowledge that i have and just seeing that. You is there any chance you could have not went at all? Or was it too hard? Um, that's a good question. Like you said, that was 10 weeks. There must have been a point where you could not have lied, but maybe spoke your way out of it or tried to make a different story than you originally said. or Because I know how it works. to give you statements and all this stuff in interviews. So because that was a long time. So I'm thinking to myself, like, when you're watching all of this and you're sitting there, you're thinking, damn, I'm like, how can I? Because they already told you at the beginning, right, what you could have got, right? Mm. So you already knew there's a possibility of getting how many years and whatever this is. So yeah. there must have been a point where like, oh, like, what can I do to get out of this situation? Because it's not good. You don't want to be like, well, I'm just going to go. Like, so you never thought at one point, like, um, yeah, like you just could have not done no time or nothing. See, the thing is that there's there was no way that I was going to be able to do no time. So it was either I plead guilty to something that I know that I'm not guilty of, or I or I plead not guilty and go to trial and speak my truth. Yeah. Do you understand? <clears throat> and that's kind of what I did. But what I realised, like I said, it was like a whole law degree because you realise what the prosecution's job is actually to do because at some, at some point in that 10 weeks, I believed what he was saying was real. I started to question myself. Mm. <laughs> in terms of some of it because yeah. their job is to create a whole story for 12 people to believe of course yeah, they're, yeah. they're liars you know they're the biggest wow. liars in, yeah. you, know, do you know what i mean and that is their job mm. to lie mm. this prosecution don't run, but it's not facts mm. it's you understand so they ha it's, it's, fabricated. it's fabricated so they mm. have to work to, stand to get results wow. that's what i learned from it's just crazy um so let's go forward like um yeah tiktok tell me how that started because that's like yeah you jump straight in there so let me let me know a little bit more about it like what what, what do you do what kind of people you speak to and do you want to grow this like where do you want to go now like from where you are and what you've done in tiktok um okay so um so to be honest when i came home Tip my daughter was like, Mummy, can I download TikTok? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. She promoted it to you. Literally. Yeah, she was like, Can I download So I was oh, like, wow. What is TikTok? Because yeah, yeah. when I left, it was just Instagram and yeah. Facebook. Mm. Thing. Did you have access to the internet there? You must have. No. Oh. You must have, you know. No, but now, do you know why? Like, I was thinking, like, 
Because all my guys that went to jail, they had Facebook and they had like, I don't know about it now. So, uh, yeah. No. Okay. And then obviously no, CJ was doing videos on, you know what I mean? So people were doing things. So that's why I asked you. But you're saying there's no internet. Yeah, or, you can get access, but you can't just get internet. Oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I ain't been, so I've got to ask, innit? I don't know. Yeah, no, they don't just give you access to the, they don't just give you access to the internet. Like okay, that. okay. Like they couldn't do that. Just criminals in there. Some of you. Yeah, but if they, but they have to make it, set it up like a school. Like every school I've worked in, they set up the internet, but they have these laws and you obviously can't look at certain things, so they make it. So there's loads of web, so loads of schools you can't go on YouTube, right? You can't Google anything because when you Google something bad, it just shuts it off. There's certain sites that are locked. So I think it will be like that. It will be contained, obviously. It's not going to be open for you to I'll go. Ju- I'll just touch on one thing and then we can move forward back and back to the TikTok. But um, just know that, I don't know how it is for the men's prisons, but with the women's, everything is backwards. Like, it's all very backwards. Everything is very paper. So this printouts and, you know, there is, the most you're going to get is a pod to use, which is like a little mini, um, it's not even up to iPad standard, honestly. It's ridiculous. Mm. So, yeah, they go, but they've gone backwards. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, the only thing you have, internet access it's not even internet access you can do your open university that's about it that's the most yeah, access yeah, i had yeah, yeah you know yeah that's it so um yeah so the tiktok so like i said she was like yeah mommy tiktok so i downloaded it and then i see i realized there was a lot of adults on there i um, didn't quite understand what was going on i just kind of watched it for a little while um started realizing that you know people just jumping in boxes and just talking so put my business head on <laughs> it's like okay yeah how can we capitalize on this so i like to talk as many people know so i was just like let me just go live mm. but, um i managed to i've no i put up a few videos and i managed to get enough followers to go live so i was like okay so i went live one day and i feel like i just i was just i was just in one of those moods i was having an event about probation and stuff and it was just it ended up being a five hour live and there was like loads of people in there and it was yeah it was just an amazing live to be fair and then from then i just built a network like a lot of people came forward and wanted to tell their story felt inspired you know by me by me sharing because i didn't realize that not many people share um the kind of things that i was speaking about Obviously, this is my first time, so I don't... I what was the what you, kind of stuff was you discussing? Like your frustrations with probation, for instance? Yeah, I was discussing my dis, my, my, my frustrations with probation. That was happening currently that, at that moment. So it was all, you know, what do you think about this? Like, can someone please let me understand how this works and how this works? And well, That's you know, good. That's still good. I like that. I because like that. I just didn't understand. And I had a probation officer. She she It was mad because she wanted to come up but she was very nervous, you know, and I was just saying to her, like, you know, like, Mm. just come and talk to me, Mm. you know, Mm. because I think when it comes to certain conversations, you have to be very comfortable to talk to someone as well. Mm. So I realised that, like, people are quite comfortable Mm. to talk, you know, so I was like, how can we use this? Because I I was looking at it with new eyes. I'm like, this is, every live I was going in, there's, like, hundreds of people in this live, 60 people in this live, 500 people in this live. I'm like, "These these are real numbers these are people yeah of course yeah, so yeah, yeah. At whatever time in the morning afternoon evening 
these people are just here, you know. So I realized there's something going on, you know. There's problems, issues. Of course. Like really, you know. Hundred percent. So, but it's how do you address them? You know, you can't just come on and say you've got a problem. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> you. It's <laughs> you. Do you know what I mean? Because we've all got stuff. Yeah. We all do. We all have reasons why we do things. But yeah. because of the way I realized how TikTok is so accessible, you know, yeah. you can just click. I should actually like put some of this online. We should, you know. You can just click on there and mm. see. Look, like you said, mm. I could just click on there and go live right now. Oh, right now! Wow! Yeah, right now. You know, and okay. I know I'm not really familiar with TikTok. And I notice people do that and they just sit there. Okay. For hours. Okay. For hours. Because what I do know for about hours. TikTok is that they do these short videos and it's like people that have music in the background and they like short videos like kids. Yeah. But I don't. I never seen people do videos where they're talking, which is sick. I want to get us both in there. Do you mind if I put a little live? Yeah, up? yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Right, go ahead. Uh, no, no, you was going, you was going. But yeah, but it sounds interesting. Have you got any, I was going to say, anything online to like plug or where people can reach you? TikTok account, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you're starting it, you said, so you're not going to plug that now. But wh- where can people find you? Like, what, yeah. Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok. Um, Under what name? Under Empress, um, Exclusive Crafts. See, this is it. So okay, I okay. use I use TikTok to... Um, do my platform to just talk to people and you know I go into people's lives and do like just just speak we just speak you know topics arise and it's always good to have different perspectives yeah you know yeah, definitely. and, some, and I, I know delivery is everything mm. and people there's too much shouting and screaming so it's it's nice to and what is it Americans English Londoners do you know what everything everything and everyone it's, it's amazing there's so many different people that come in because like I said it's just it's just a platform where you can just press a button yeah and every and then everyone's just. You know this this sounds like this sounds like an app that I jumped on during lockdown, um, and it was called Bigo, and um, that helped me, man. Because I don't know about you, obviously, like lockdown was strange. I don't know what that, that was a bit of a weird one, but I learned you can engage with people through a through a phone, and you can see their face. Like a conversation's good. You're talking to them and whatever, but that was the day and age of like you know house party. And Bigo and you know Zoom and all it was all like people doing Zoom parties where everyone's in different rooms. Like I just yeah. I thought, what is this? What the world's gonna be See, like? That's what TikTok like, is like. Yeah, because I'm just thinking they can't hear. They can't only hear me though, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah, me, they right? can't hear me because the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting that you're using that, man. And I'm, I'm definitely know you're gonna flourish through it, man. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it growing. And obviously, yeah, back to the conversations thing. Like we're like, I'm on that same level. Like if I meet someone. Like I went out, I'm going to talk about my bloody love life, but I went out yeah, last week with this, this girl and it. like, it's a conversation. Like she was nice, obviously, yeah. but it's like the levels of conversation, we went kind of deep and I thought like first date, you don't want to talk about certain things, but it's important because she was like, oh, no one's ever asked me that. I'm like that. I ask questions that yeah. maybe I want people to ask me, you know, like how was your upbringing or what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And again, getting to know somebody is getting to know everything These to that the point right questions like, to ask 100 like right. did you From go through any tra- well we all went through trauma everybody in life but i'm just saying like is there anything that affect? i don't ask her is there anything that affects you today that you went through in your childhood <laughs> like that, yeah but you gotta not it. like this i'm saying it. like you got and she was like, oh my god no one's not that. ready for that i'm no, like because you gotta know like i feel wait. like this I think, this generation i think we've always done it like we always want to get a leg over but you got to understand that at times to get to know someone just a bit a bit of patience it's actually a nice like process but I think yeah. as men, I think we're naturally hormonal. So we have to hold back a lot of times. Yeah, so when absolutely. we have a conversation with a woman, we always got one thing on our mind. But I feel like it was just a good conversation and it flowed well. And that 
you, it's an intellectual. You don't have to always yeah. just be physical all the time, and that's not. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can always hit a woman a different way, as you know. Yeah, like because you know the mean? content will always change the dynamic. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> so, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so when you come at a woman like that, it's like, damn, okay. You know, like I'm not, she's got to change yeah. her convo now. Like she's got to actually think I've about. Yeah, no, I've always been like that as well. It's not like okay, you can go yeah. up to go and sweet talk and flirt. That's all great, but that's easy. You know what I mean? You can you really have a real conversation for hours? And I've done that like with bad girls before. Like I've done it like one time. I chatted to this girl. I got a number. The day I got a number, I don't think anyone's ever done this. I spoke to this girl for ten hours on the phone straight. Yeah, you're gonna think, what I've, the hell? You talked to ten I've hours? Close, seven, not ten. ten straight, like oh that's God. a that's a long time. It speaks to one, but it's like Very. that whole art. It's like an art of conversation. That's why I write in the book. It's like an art of conversation of listening, understanding, speaking about what you want to do because yeah. we're all kind of narcissistic conversationalists, like by default. Yeah, and then like talking about what you do, listening, giving active listening, and then kind of like you know. And but it has to be a hook. It has to go from one to the next to the next to the next. That's why when I met this girl, I met her at a singles night, and all the guys were like, just trying to talk to a girl and then move on, move on. I didn't do that. I just like spoke to like one girl with depth, and I tried to see yeah. over like five ten minutes. If it's stale, then it's stale. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. Like I learned a way to kind of speak to people, reason with people, and ask them questions. Not personal questions, but ask yeah. them questions that I know they just want to talk about and why but they're do you scared think that is, then? what's that why do you think that is why do you think that you do that because i'm just i'm just naturally curious about everything so i'm i'm just curious about myself and then i just wonder about other people then i just feel okay if i just ask them then i know do you feel like there's any part of your like your actual life because 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 i know you differently yeah, i feel yeah. like your life experiences alone you know that your knowledge and your wisdom through your learning of all of that yeah has made you i wouldn't say wary but it's it's made you like this where you feel it is important because you've seen maybe things in your own self or in past relationships you know where if you did ask those questions certain things might not happen you know you might not let certain people in do you know what i mean because i feel yeah. like everything we do subconsciously or not we, it's through our past you know yeah even yeah. when it comes to like making assumptions about people or you know just making comments it's always about like this story in your mind because I've, I've always got this theory about us being story makers, you know, and everything mm. in our mind that we put in there is to make sense of our world mm. rather than the real world and what's actually in front of them. Do you know what I mean? And this creates a lot of conflict. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like there's so many theories, but I was saying this to the girl the other day. I feel like we're all borderline psychics just for the simple fact that mm. you can have a dream and it can happen in life. That's already how do you even explain that like yet you dreamt about something and it's physically happened after the dream so are we all borderline psychics or is this world already made for us it's already like lived if that makes sense i felt like they came and they put words in and um you know some words just make sense so for me you say how does that happen i say manifestation i say if you believe it enough then you will have it the manifestation mm. is real mm. you know if you want something, and these are things that you speak about on your podcast, you know, mm. if the things yeah. that you put in your mind, you know, you what you put in is what you get out. And that's that that's in every aspect of your life. You know what Do I mean? you want to ask me anything? I want you to, like, I want you to say, like, if you ever wanted to ask me one thing, because <laughs> we're going to end it soon, about anything. I'm just kidding. That's what I'm saying. That's where it all comes from. I look at people and I think, and I want, like, what it is, people don't want to embarrass people. People don't want to be rude. Yeah. But I look at it as, like, I just want to ask you something. Like, I, yeah. people, basically, my auntie's funeral, I asked my, my cousin's ex, she came, 
And yeah. you know, she went, she went with my cousin years ago. And I was like, well, like you, you had my cousin five years and you haven't had a relationship for long. Like, yeah. like what is the reason? Like, she was like, why are you asking <laughs> these questions? I was just thinking, because I'm a man. Yeah. I don't know, a year, year and a half, I'll be real. Because I don't believe in like holding on to something and maybe it will fix itself. No. Yeah. Like, there's things have happen for a reason and you got to take, they call them red flags, in it? But you got to use them as guides, right? You're not going to be like, oh, well, it just happened. It's just... Okay. So I asked her that question and then obviously it's like, I just wanted to know. But people said there's a time and a place, but that's where my curiosity comes from. Like I look at someone, I think, okay, what question maybe did they... Sometimes they... Most of the time people want to speak about it. They're like, oh my God, it's the first time I actually said it out loud. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, I'm glad you asked them. The question that I'm going to ask you is hopefully going to lead everyone on to our next podcast. Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> um, come on, come because on. it's, yeah, it's a big one. And, we're gonna, and we'll be able to go into depth because we've got a lot to talk about us. Yeah. I feel like we need to do like just topic. Just topic. do a series. I feel like that would yeah, be good. I feel like we need Sibling to. Sibling series, that would be great. I feel we need Make to. it regular. I think yeah, it would be good. definitely. This is just a start. Yeah, so the question that I want to ask is, um, do you? I just want to know, do you feel like, when you came into our into my life, I just talk about me. When you came into my life, and within like that first two years of, you know, whatever it is that you was going through, do you feel like, as the women in your family, do you feel like your sisters could have done more to support you? Because I, my my thing is, is that I feel like this breakdown that we're having is because women don't really care about the mental the mental health of men. They don't care about yeah. men's feelings. They don't really care. Yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, <clears throat> they don't really care. So I just wanna. You know, use that as an example as, mm. you know, because I could, when I look back, I could see some signs of things, but I never really attached that to what was going on for you. What was the signs? Um, the signs were just like, just how you was in terms of like, even with like your home and how you like manoeuvred, you know, you was, you didn't seem very settled um, around. And that, that was like one day, I'll never forget that day because I just thought... I always go back to that thinking that that was a peak time you mm. know, for you. Just in, maybe emotionally, you know, mm. just I think it might have been overwhelming just moving into a new place. And da, 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 da. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I think it was just like the day we come, it's like you just wouldn't keep still. That's me yeah, for life. That's me you know now. What I mean? <laughs> and, That's me now. And I don't know, there's just little things, just your communication as well. Like, and just some things that were said in regards to you know, how how relationships were with dad and stuff. And I just, yeah, yeah. yeah that those little things. And I didn't realise until I was a lot older mm. how those one sentences impacted you. Mm. You know, because it, it was just a phrase. It was just a sentence that you said. But it had a big impact. What did know? I say? I can't remember what I said. You said, um, you said something like, you know, you know, like you look all good with dad. You look all like, like, yeah, like well, we had some big yeah, family. Yeah, really, yeah, that. Yeah, it was no. like, nah, man, it wasn't like that, you know. It was and it was nice to just be able to break that down because we for you to yeah. realise we all went through what you're going through. Yeah, yeah, nah. <laughs> we all went through. If I was to go back, I feel like we'd all done what you had to do. And I feel like it was it was a good experience. But I was finding myself, I was finding who I was. That was like half of my I always say that it's like half of me. Like you gotta understand, I'm a dad at sixteen, so from baby to 16 all I know is one family right yeah. so when you come in that's like the other half of you like I didn't have a granddad I did growing up so that was get to know I didn't have a dad didn't have a sister yeah. Yeah. so I didn't have any older siblings so I was just like that what does that even mean though, and then it? like my family was so against it at the time like so against it yeah. so I had to fight like it was a fight yeah. but I say it to my mum all the time I have to give credit to that because dad put effort like I was saying with Milo now like Put the effort because he, kids aren't always going to want to do that. 
Yeah. My dad would he would call my phone. He would say, "Son, you put." Effort. And I was, when I saw this man put effort, I was like, "Bruv, yeah. he cares, bruv." Yeah, like, he put in mad like, effort. You know what I mean? Like, bring us, bring me round and that, like to the kids and that, and just got a little nickname. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean, like it was just it was it was good to see, yeah, you know. And I felt like because because at the time you feel like, oh my god, like he's been in their life longer, or he's had this bunch that he's the baby mother's calm, and it, so you just started and making I up never stories. And I never thought that <laughs> like, I never thought about things like that. Yeah, well, then I never thought that you would have thought about things like that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. That's a natural thing. Like it's like I didn't think. I just thought all siblings had this thing. Thought poor you, man. Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but (laughs) the the biggest thing I'll take from everything is the love, man. I feel like the day I started meeting everyone, it was just embraced, and you didn't even need to think that. Oh my God, like it's been so long. It didn't feel like that. I feel like I've known you my whole life. That's yeah. That's down to love and that's down to just saying, regardless of what's happened, yeah. you're here now and they make the effort and they make the time and just, and it was just a natural progress. I remember the day like I got all the numbers out of dad's phone and I text everyone. <laughs> I and think then, I remember that. And then I, then I met Lo- Tamika and Lloyd and Louise at the same day. Yeah. And that was amazing. And yeah. it was just good to just get to know people. That was, yeah. a, that was the hardest bit because it's like, okay, they're your sibling, but I don't know, you're a stranger yeah. basically, innit? And even with Shem, like with Shimona, like when I first met them, I wasn't really chatting to Shimona. Now, I mean, yeah. Shimona close, but we wasn't when I first met her. So I, that's one yeah. thing I learned: you can't be close to all the siblings. No. Everyone has like their time in it, and, and or a place in your life. Yeah, because we're all. What I realize is that you know, sibling thing. Yeah, I love my siblings. However, we don't. We don't all get on the same. We're all on very different figures, like you said. So you got to come in and get to know people. Whereas I grew up with just like you know, they're my siblings. It was a long time. After, before I was even like, with Leisha and Schmolin, because they live on the other side, like yeah. northwest. Even with them, yeah, okay, yeah. And I was like, let me. I need to understand who these people are individually, like as people. Do you know what mm. I mean? Because unfortunately, there are sometimes things that we don't like about um our family because they are just people. You know, that yeah. from mother comes straight down. Mm. They're just people, so you don't must like them. Mm. You know, you must you don't must like some of the things that they do, but you can love them forever because yeah. they, they're your family you know regardless yeah. so yeah that 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 was interesting because um, you did it you, like i said that was you got to do it the other way yeah i would have loved to have learned to do that you know get to know people i think it's the same with relationships you know get to know yeah, the person yeah, yeah. before you start giving them titles yeah do you know nah, what i mean 100%, and do the right things to do that, that that's another Part, you know another that another topic as well we can touch on you know what 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 real dating sh- looks like you know, to well, me we, what i know is that it's hard um because if it wasn't hard everybody would have boyfriend and girlfriend and be happy ever after right just the art of just learning the ins and outs of somebody and then be able to like deal with the goods and the bads and be able to be empathetic and you know give a lot of ego away it's a, it's a lot of work man like yeah. anyone that's been in a relationship 10 years plus that's my generation i give them a lot of props and there's only a few and I say, yeah. bro, like, what's, how do you do this? He's like, bro, it's like, it's work. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> it's not like, it's just like, listen, like you know, 10 years just comes out the blue. Nah, man, you have to yeah, put in the work the for ex- it to get to that. The most successful people that I've met, the people that are like millionaires that I've met, like, it's the work. Every, anything you want, I know, I know you have to put the work in. Serious work. Number well. one fact. And I feel like I'll jump on that because that's the gripe, right? People say, Jerome, you do too much. You're working too much. I said, look, if that's I want it. If I want it, I'm going to work for it. As yeah. simple as that. I don't really, there's no gray area with that one. And yep. I feel like it's good what you said because everything you want to do requires work. Yes. Right now I'm painting my flat. That's work. It's yeah. not easy. I just strip one wall and then the wall's all cracked and I have to go and research and then buy some things and now I've got to crack. That's yeah. going to take time to even look back and say, look, I've got a finished 
product. That's how I look at life. It's yeah. like that. And it's like, I've learned now just to have a little bit more patience. I used to be very impatient before. Yeah. With just myself. Like, yeah. I was like, I need it now, 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 man. Just go with the flow. Like, not even go with the flow, but just, because I still believe, like, you have to engineer things for it to happen. Like, yeah. People are too yeah. quick to be lazy. And I yeah, can yeah. I can say I was one of those people, you know, that just, felt it was very easy to be lazy. Because yeah, even with my YouTube channel, it is very simple yeah. for someone to just, even just as simple as a YouTube channel, to just set it up and have, and just, you know, do your thing on there. And because put in the work, you know, mm. even if it's posting a video a day, mm. you know, editing yeah, two videos a day, it's something, do you know what I mean? And it's work. Because the people that are actually thriving and actually making yeah. money, because people are, even TikTok, you know, loads of people on there actually make real money. Yeah, yeah I thought money it was to a be myth, made. This is a job. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, and they're on there 24-7 and people are like, oh, look at them. It's on there. But I'm like, but they're making their money. The art, I think the, 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 joy, <laughs> the joy of the internet, and I'll end it on this, right? is that you can make money for things you love to do. I love Absolutely. to talk, you love to talk. Yeah. Start a podcast. Yeah. The, a podcaster is a title now, right? Yeah. So I record a podcast because I enjoy talking. That's why I started this. So yeah. I want to outwork everybody, right? I want to do four to five episodes a week yeah. on my own or with guests. Yeah. And I want to create this podcast and make it amazing. And I feel like the vision really is to create a network and then everyone can have different episodes about different yeah. topics. But then the, the brand is the desire to inspire. You know, yeah. we want to inspire people. Cause yeah, because I just want to support you. Yeah, honestly, I just no, want to support you. And I'm telling you, and I'm going to tell the people like, you're yeah. getting your building this year. Yeah, you know, big, happen. Yeah, it's definitely. happening. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. You know, I've seen it. So you're yeah. definitely getting that. There's big moves, you know, and there's a lot of work to be done. <sighs> I'm ready and for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I think this is going to be amazing. So yeah, so... Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. Anything you want to leave with the people with? Because I always leave with a quote. If you want to leave with something, just leave something. Ah, what can I say? Um, Just never give up. Just keep pushing. Just yeah. keep pushing. And you know what? One thing I am going to say is take accountability. Start taking accountability for, to, um, accountability for your life, your actions and your decisions. Start to take accountability because I'm telling you, the minute you start to do that, your life will change in so many ways. Too much people are walking around with, you know, attached with their traumas and all these things attached to them because they don't want to take accountability mm, for even big. the fact that maybe things have just happened, you know. Mm. Start taking account, man. That's big. That's a big one, definitely. Yeah. Especially for bad things. Like, even if it's people don't take responsibility when they're done well. But when things go bad, so you know what, that's my fault. And that's the only yeah. way I believe you can change it. If you say, you know what, I, I messed up here. Like, this is where I need to go. But taking responsibility and accountability is key. I've got some power from that. And, you know, I've got people to just, you know, sit back, sit at my tables that... I never thought that would have been able to sit back at my tables again because mm. of, you know, situations and circumstances. Mm. But because I took account, I now know how to present myself and we can move on from that because yeah. I admitted my wrongs. And even for other people, it's so, you know, comforting. Yeah. It's rewarding. Nah, you definitely. need it in your life, man. Look at me. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's good like for the, the energy, soul. Yeah, like, no, man, man. It's good for the soul. But definitely, like, you know, I always end it with a quote. Um, I'm going to end it with this. By the end of this year... I'm going to have everything that I prayed and worked for. Everything starts with belief. And you need to believe in yourself before anyone else does. Rest in peace to Jamal Edwards, who passed away. Um, you know, and he worked on the youth stuff as well in acting. And I look at it as like, he has a mural, right? And a side in acting. You might think he's egotistical. But he thought he was great before someone else told him he was great. So that's what the energy you need to come with. So believe in what you're doing. Keep working hard. Never give up. This is Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast. And I'm out.